Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. C Senior. Summer has begun. Welcome to a dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And hey, everybody, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Those who made the ultimate sacrifice for our country and all veterans everywhere the day after Memorial Day. Shout out, my friends. That's a good one. That's a good one right there. Yeah. I had a bunch of different choices. Joe Biden and his amazing exploding budget, but eh, ah, politics. Exactly. Ah. Somebody's going to need to clean that up. Oh, speaking of which, I have a great vomit story for later. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Is there oh, any good. other kind? Yeah. Honey, gather the kids around the radio, says every listener. Because <laughs> Jack has a great vomit story. It is, as far as vomit stories go, one of the all-time best of my life, so... um Wow. I'll have to tell that later. Wow. And, and you've seen some vomiting in your day. I have. So uh, I did, a, I know a lot, <laughs> record travel, record travel all across the country during the um, Memorial Day weekend since the pandemic began. No, no, never has there been this many people driving around, flying around. So, you know, things are getting back to normal, except for in the great state of California. So I was briefly out of the great state of California driving around and crossed over the border and went into a 7-Eleven with no mask on. And it was the most amazing feeling. I know I know. if you live other places in the country, you're like, what? Why is that a big deal? We've been doing this for months. My kids nope. have been in school. Everything's normal. <laughs> I hadn't been inside a store without a mask on in a year and three months. And going into a 7-Eleven and just walking around without a mask on felt so crazy. Anyway, I got kind of used to it as I was driving around uh, Nevada and then was in Arizona with my mom and dad, my kids' grandparents. Um, and we were doing all kinds of stuff. We were going... Restaurants and, uh, and, 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 and go karts and just everything was open. Everything was cool. No masks. No, no mention of masks. No mention of the pandemic, really. It was as if it didn't exist. Then I crossed back over the state line into the great state of California. My, my kids needed to use the bathroom. Sorry, no bathrooms in the Golden State because the pandemic is ravaging the state. Even though we have lower COVID than every other state in the country, no bathrooms open anywhere. That's right, right, because every time somebody stops in a pee, we have to wipe down every surface in the bathroom and in the hallway leading to the bathroom, and we have to fumigate the ceiling. Everything the governor makes us do. It was just so wild. Everything was so completely 100% normal Yeah. while I was in Arizona and then crossing the state line and then now McDonald's, the drive throughs open but the insides closed. The inside of everything was closed. No bathrooms were open anywhere and we just had to pee outside our whole drive. We had to just pee, stop alongside the road and pee because where else are you going to go to the bathroom? Everything is closed. Not to mention obviously the masks. We're going to follow the science. <laughs> science stops at the border apparently. You know, I was debating on uh, on uh, on whether to talk much about this because uh, we have a lot of listeners because we're based in California. We have a lot of listeners that are born and raised in California, and like any normal person, you're proud of your home state. But the Golden State is full of a lot of crap. I mean, crap, crap towns full of homeless people and garbage and and traffic. It's just unbelievable how many yeah. crappy places there are in California. Yeah, it's it's a shame because it's such a wonderful place. It's an incredible place. I'm sure. So many ways. I'm sure it was in the '50s, '60s, and '70s back when everybody was flocking here. Now you know California's had its first net 
uh, decrease in population in its history. But there are a lot of crappy places in California. I mean, a lot. I can understand how a lot of people come to California if you're just driving the interstates and think, how is this the Golden State? Every place I pull uh, off is garbage and homeless people and cop cars arresting people. Right, right. Junkies and bums and garbage. You know, I came across an editorial over the weekend. It was funny you should mention this about, uh, it was, I think it was in the Sacramento Bee. This guy was making the case that conservatives are trying to, to pretend like California is failing and California must fail. Otherwise, conservatism is exposed as a fraud. And they try to paint California as full of bums and crime, but it is actually, full of bums. You're actually less likely to be killed in California than 20 other states. Well, that's because there are gigantic, vast, vast tracts of rural land where the only murder that's going to take place is if a bear eats you. So, yeah, I mean, there are plenty of places that are fine, but there are plenty of places that are a nightmare. Oh, and he said, and and people say that business is leaving, but Silicon Valley attracted so much investment. And it's like, yeah, okay, we get it. Yeah, Cupertino is fine. L.A., not so much. So uh, there is quite a bit to talk uh, about. We took off on Wednesday, and since then, the the Biden administration has done a complete flip-flop on investigating the origin of the COVID. Nobody's exactly sure why. Uh, I think, it was I think w- because the facts became so overwhelming. They, they, they looked at, like the insane people not doing it. They've got to have something internal going on that they went from... Uh, 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 agreeing with the the WHO and going along with them to saying, now nah, we're going to do our own private investigation. Something happened. Uh, we're going to find out, I guess. Joe Biden says it's likely he's going to release the report. They're doing a 90-day study, which seems like an awfully long time, of the origins of the COVID. China announced last week, maybe it was this, you know, China announced last week, they're done. The investigations are over. We're no longer going to work with the WHO. Look, you've investigated enough. It's time to start looking at other countries to see if maybe it started there because you've thoroughly investigated us, which of course is not true at all. How do you like how do you like a scenario where the alleged murderer gets a seat at the investigation table to decide whether it should go forward or not? Yeah. I love that. Um I didn't know this. I was listening to Dr. Scott Gottlieb uh, this morning. He was on Face the Nation over the weekend. The last Six SARS outbreaks have come out of a lab in China, have leaked out of a lab in China, including the worst one, which they denied until the world got enough information that there was no uh, there was no getting around it. That's what it came out of. So they have a history of things leaking out of labs and wow. hiding it. Now, and come the, on, China! And the idea that this is, well, the seventh such leak is a conspiracy theory that should be banned from Facebook and Twitter. Okay. Well, Facebook changed their policy yesterday on that, and no, nobody's nobody's <laughs> nobody's acting that way anymore um, because it's just it's just been never fun. forget. But it's worth pointing out. Um, so much to talk about today. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. That's our you know because teamwork makes the dream work. The WHO can tell you that. <laughs> Let's introduce our technical director, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, eating hot dogs over the weekend. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. Like you, Jack, I went to a store, my wife and I, without mask. Um, the policy of this store is vaccinated people are okay to walk around without one. There you go. And basically they're not enforcing it. And it, you're, everybody in the store was wearing a mask. I had one in my pocket just in case I needed it. In case there was a confrontation, I wasn't going to make a scene. I would just politely put sure, it on. But sure. nobody said anything, and even employees were okay with it. So I couldn't believe when I crossed the state line and all these businesses that that can't open up their lunchrooms or their their insides to people. It's just what? What are you doing? Yeah, whatever. 
There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. Had a uh, a fun trip uh, this uh, over the extended weekend. Uh, hopped on many planes, all of which were uh, capacity. It's it's nice to see that people are living their lives again, uh, enjoying that. But a couple firsts uh, that I experienced uh, on my trip. My first ever uh, audiobook, or as I mistakenly called it when I referenced it on Twitter, a book on tape, and I got a lot of, <laughs> nice one, Boomer, there's no tapes. Um, and the uh, the other first was I went to my first ever Brazilian steakhouse. Uh, I did not know what to expect. I, didn't I don't know e- what that means. I didn't even expect know. Expect calories. Oh, it was great. <laughs> but yeah, I, I did not know what distinguished a Brazilian steakhouse from, from other steakhouses is that there I had been brief, to. Is there a brief description the, of it? The steaks are waxed. Mm, <laughs> hairless. Completely hairless steaks. So oh, instead boy. of spending what you typically would on, on a single nice steak at a good steak restaurant, you, you pay a rate. And then men come out with meat on swords. And then with other swords, they cut off pieces of that meat for you. And you, with your tongs, you rip off the meat, put it on your plate. And then when you want more of whatever meat, they bring out more meats on swords. Fantastic. Cut it off with other swords. Oh, yeah. More meats on swords, and, please. And it just keeps coming. Until your stomach hemorrhages. Until you fall down, weeping in defeat. Yeah, you, it's calories, man. People oh, want to it's be it, awesome. You know, if you are a young man like uh, Sean here, it's a fabulous experience. Or if you just don't care about spending a fair amount of money on a meal, it's it's a great experience. But it is, it's all about the quantity. It's can you keep going? Can you have one more slice of lamb? <laughs> the way we came over at the start is like, make sure you check out our salad bar. I said, that's a trap. I, I, I haven't been to a Brazilian steakhouse before, but I know a trap when I see a trap. Bring out the meats. I never even heard of a Brazilian steakhouse. I'll have to look into that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, June 1st. New month. Rent is due. The year 2021. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Unless we get officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. The rent is too damn high. True that, brother. Here we go. At Mark. Remember when tricks tried to unite a divided country by introducing wild berry blue, a new fruit shape that wasn't just red or blue, but both? Of course you do. It was as controversial as it was delicious, and it represented what cereal could be at its best. Innovative, inexplicable, transformative. (laughs) John Oliver on the lack of innovation in the world of cereal in recent years, which we'll get into later. We'll take your calls. We do seem to be in a rut. Uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's very good. Starting the shortened week off in style. Uh, you may wonder, why does it matter at this point what the origin of the COVID was? Oh, it matters a great deal to uh, to the world and uh, the next century and the way people look at China and the United States, among other things. Um, we got lots to talk about today because we are off for several days. hope you can join us. Our text line is still 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So the vomitous story I have involves my children riding the zipper at the carnival in Pine Top, Arizona. So we'll have to talk about that later. Ah, the old zipper. If you had given me a multiple choice with the zipper being one of the choices, I would have sprinted to that answer. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so I don't recall the zipper. That's is that the one? Go ahead. I believe that's the one where. 
while the larger contraption is spinning up and down, your individual cartridge is also spinning it's up and down. The egg right. shaped the egg shaped containers that spin independently of the other spinning. Yeah. It's a zipper. It's like oh, a, yes. it's a cage and you can make it roll as much as you want. So China is reporting their first human case of H one O N three bird flu. Day. The world cannot emotionally handle another pandemic, I'll tell you that. And oh. if China's reporting it, uh, there's probably 30,000 dead. Right, exactly. I'm freaking and, and it started three months ago. How about you pressure wash your damn bat caves and your, your bird hatches or whatever, China, huh? It started in October of 2019 is the latest numbers. October in Ooh, China. This, this one? Or no, the, the, uh, the, the other one. The one we're dealing with, the COVID-19. It's now 2021. Starting yeah. of October. That's how long they were keeping a secret from us. Unbelievable. Lying liars. Time for the freedom-loving quote of the day. This is actually from G.K. Chesterton, English writer-philosopher. Yes. Literary and art critic. He's been referred to as the Prince of Paradox, Jack. Has he? I don't know where Paradox is, but he was the Prince of it. A lot of religious writings. True that. He said the following... Mike, uh, Michael, I think we agreed that this music would fade out after like six, seven seconds because it's so damn distracting. I'm sorry, I got into it. Okay. Well, yeah. You were jamming. You were jamming to the fife and drum groove. Here's what G.K. Chesterton said. Tradition is only democracy extended through time. It is trusting to a consensus of human voices rather than to some isolated or arbitrary record. Tradition means giving votes to the most obscure of all classes, our ancestors. It is the democracy of the dead. Tradition refuses to submit to the small and arrogant oligarchy of those who merely happen to be walking about. Interesting. Can I translate briefly? What he's saying is, don't let the consensus of the living succumb to some fashion or craze and throw away what your society has built over generations. Give a vote to the dead because they were fully human too and they know what they're talking about. Sounds like election fraud. <laughs> That's a gr- Having grown up in Chicago, there was a fair amount of giving a vote to the dead. <laughs> uh, mailbag. Hey-ya! Dan writes, I hope you guys are live today. I'm all out of podcasts to listen to. Hope you had a great holiday weekend. Now back to work, biatches. Oh, uh, the tone, sir, the tone. We are back live. We'll do it live! And we'll regale you tales of the weekend in a bit. Mine involved no, virtually no vomiting. Yada-da-da-da! Maureen passed this along, the Google Doodle on Memorial Day. Really nice, really moving. It's uh, the word Google, totally unaltered, nothing, zero, nothing. The most obscure poetess on the planet gets a Google Doodle, but not America's war dead. I'm sure they'd have gotten pushback, so they decided not to. Because they're evil and weak. When this history of tech is written... Of course, that's a ridiculous thing to even suggest. I mean, the tech exists and will always exist. But when the history of Google and Facebook and and, and all of those uh, get written, it will absolutely be uh, uh, with the the taint of evil about it. I'm certain of it. We got to talk about tech coming up. Face the Nation had a good feature. No, I'm sorry, ABC this week had a good feature on uh, the cyber attacks we're undergoing and, uh, currently. 
Still oh going on. Um, 7,000 new organizations in the United States hit by the Russians, apparently, in the last couple of days. Wow. And uh, and how well we're doing to defend this. And the answer, according to most experts, is not well. So it's a cold cyber war. Uh, one more uh, note, at least. This from the uh, philosopher and frequent correspondent Palo. How stupid is racism? And he is talking about uh, all racism. Let's suppose Hitler and his henchmen had decided to genetically alter all good Nazis to have green skin as the highest possible honor of the Reich. Of course, their descendants would also be green, but they would have committed no foul deeds. Would greenies alive today be reviled and discriminated against? Of course they would. Well, then why is there no movement today to identify and revile those same descendants who look pretty much the same as anybody else? Well, that would be stupid. And that's what racism is. Stupid, primitive, evil, and appealing to the basest of human nature. There you go. I would agree. Well said. I'm anti-racism myself. Are you an anti-racist? No, I'm not. Ibram X. Armstrong? Heard something amazing on uh, NPR today. Driving to work, I'll have to tell you about uh, among other things, COVID, race, budgets, vomit, var. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This week, the White House acknowledging that hackers infiltrated the email system of the U.S. development agency, USAID, sending out genuine-looking emails to more than 7,000 accounts across 350 organizations, human rights groups, nonprofits, some of the Kremlin's most vocal critics. Microsoft identified the hack and said Nobelium was responsible, the same Russian-based group behind the solar winds attack. So the Russians have pulled off another major cyber attack, mostly at the United States, but worldwide. We are really, really not good at stopping these. Yeah, I don't know if we're worse than anybody else, but the bad guys are unquestionably ahead of the good guys at this point. Boy, there was a dour discussion of this, I thought. Uh, on ABC this week with, I forget his name, a senator, general, former head of uh, cyber attack stuff. He's the first, the first ever czar in terms of, in, in charge of that. You know, we, we got an army and navy handle all these different things, and we put a guy in charge of stopping cyber attacks. And he was the first one, and he was talking about how bad we are at this and how we're just getting our clocks cleaned on a daily basis. Yikes. And uh, and other experts saying we've got to get away from this idea that we're going to, because there are g- unlimited places to attack. Of course. And, we've sure. got, and our current strategy seems to be trying to fortify, like, you know, the business we're in right now in this building. Let's fortify this building. Then let's go next door and fortify that building. Let's go fortify that bank, and let's go fortify that uh, auto parts dealership. And, the, and that's never going to work. We have to take those gazillion points out there and go back to the focus of where they're coming from, Russia, China, whatever, and make our attacks there and put, our, put all our uh, efforts there. Now, how you do that, I don't know. But uh, I do think that the idea of just tr- every single computer-based system, government or private in America, trying to come up with a way to stop these is clearly not going to work. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, I know so little about it. My advice won't be terribly useful, but I'm reminded of a a, a back and forth football game where there's just not much defense because the the offenses are just better than the defenses. The only choice you have is to outscore your opponent or in the case of this thing, make it so painful for them. They stop being interested in scoring points. I think that's what it's got to be. You know, to paraphrase Sean Connery, they take down your water, you take them down their electricity. It's the Chicago way. I mean, just make it painful. I came out of that segment on ABC this week frightened uh, that, 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 that there's been a huge shift in the balances of power in the world in terms of who's got the most force here or there. And also, a number of people wondering, you know, is this building up to something? Um, all these attacks, are th- is this building up to something much, much, much bigger? And uh, a lot of smart Still people in are- the in the cyber realm or, or like kinetic action all the way around. No, 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 no. In the, in the kinetic action. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of the people I uh, I respect and listen to on podcasts and that sort of stuff think this absolutely could be setting the table for Russia's big move into wherever or China's big move on Taiwan or, you know, a variety of different things that happen. Hmm. Just continually weaken us in this war in this realm. It's it's freaking frightening, man. Wow, so not like in the next couple of weeks, but some sort of long-term, just chipping away, chipping away, making yeah, us crazy? Absolutely. Oh, great. Something to look forward to. You know, and the day the day will come when we're going to have to respond kinetically to a cyber attack, so why not now? You're a warmonger. Listen to you. You're a neocon. I want to be on I'll the... I'll save ad- the emailers the trouble. <laughs> I want to be on the aggressive end and not the defensive end. Hey, stop it. Knock it off. You're hurting us. The way our current, uh, though, our current stance is... Well, I, I say, you know, take out their, their electric grid for a week or two. Then say, all right, are you going to cut it out? Because we're going to do it again. Mm-hmm. We're not sure it was you, but we think it might be. You're somebody in your territory. Maybe you ought to look after your territory. Maybe you ought to let your hackers know if they're not working with you, Vlad. Maybe you ought to let them know, hey, uh, I'm going to put you in a gulag for the rest of your life because you are causing us a lot of trouble. On the heels of the gas pipeline attack, now the world's largest meat company... JBS Incorporated. I couldn't have told you they were the world's largest meat company. Now they've come for our meat. Uh, uh, has 150 locations around the globe. It was target of an organized attack over the weekend, affecting IT systems in the United States, Australia, and Australia. Um, it, it as as one writer says here, why would they stop? Exactly. Why would they stop? What What is the incentive for Russia or China or whoever's behind all these, most likely Russia, to stop? There's no mm. incentive for them to stop. I had assumed all along that we were given as good as we got, and they just didn't publish it. They didn't publicize when we hit them. I could be wrong. Um, boy, that's troubling, especially if it's building towards something. Oh, that reminds me, uh, interesting information on your kids. They've been spending too much time with tech, too mm-hmm. much screen time during the Chinese bat fever. Uh, some really good advice for them. I was okay. impressed by it anyway. I want to hear uh, that. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of kids, it was so much fun. I went to my, uh, I went, uh, Judy and I went to my brother's house uh, to visit him and his family and his two little girls, which, who are almost precisely the same age as your sons, Jack, and it's very, uh, very grandparent-like uh, uh, visit. I'm practically an honorary granddad because hmm. I'm a bit older than my my uh, my brother, but our kids are significantly older, twenty years older than his kids. Um, and so it's great. I go in, I laugh, they climb all over me, I tickle them, we play funny games, and three days later, boom, doodaloo, I'm out. <laughs> Mom and dad can take back over, but it was great. It was fun. So anyway, uh, your kids and screen time. Also, an update. 
I want to be delicate because I'm a, I'm a classy fellow. Everybody knows that about me. There is a situation going on, we'll say, between my thighs and my navel that is quite notable. Very notable. Between your thighs and your navel. Again, I am a delicate man. Practically Victorian in my sensibilities. Okay. I'm not going to make crass references to my quote-unquote junk like you might, Jack. (laughs) You know what? I'm just going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. Did you have to buy new pants? (laughs) No, although I did gain three pounds over the extended weekend. I actually lost weight on vacation, so that's a a good deal. Was it all the vomiting? (laughs) No, I didn't vomit. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, yeah, three pounds, which is kind of an iffy effort for me, because we're we're off for like five days, and generally I'm I'm good for about a pound a day on vacation. But but anyway, so languishing for weeks in a plastic bag, the Armstrong and Getty boxer briefs that Hanson handed me weeks ago. They're available with all the A&G swag at armstrongandgetty.com. Well, I saw them. I was reminded reminded that they're there, and I thought, you know, the reviews of the jogging bra have been outstanding. My very daughter said, Dad, it's incredibly comfortable. It's great. Mm. And I'd assumed that it was garbage. <laughs> I mean, the T-shirts, the it's T-shirts, got our name on it. It must be garbage. <laughs> well, no, like T-shirts and hoodies and hats and 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 that sort of stuff. I mean, you can't get wrong. They're fine, but but like undergarments. I thought those those have to be really comfortable. I because, just assumed we were cranking out garbage with our name <laughs> on it. Chinese crap. <laughs> I could not have been more wrong. These are my favorite boxer briefs of all time. Wow. Oh my gosh. Huh. They're really good. The fact that they sport the A and G logo right, you know, right in the nether regions is a tad embarrassing. Although my wife appears to mostly just be amused. <laughs> but they're super comfy. Armstrongandgetty.com. So you got I'm your own you. name on your junk on your underwear. That's a little weird. <laughs> I've never been more proud. So we probably ought to take a break, then I'll get to those hints if your kids have been, you know, like, just, just hours and hours of scream time for now a year. Yeah. Home from school, the rest of it. Although, well, you know what? Yeah, okay, never mind. I got too many tangents. The home from school thing, if you're in one of those parts of the country where your kids didn't go back to school, I got an email that's going to make you militant. Oh, boy. Also, what is uh, going to be perhaps the biggest issue in the next election? that is just starting to get conversation, a poll that will shock you on how people's attitudes have changed. Wow, okay. Um, I'd stay tuned for that, and I, I will, uh, I'll fill you in on what happened with my kids at the carnival. Oh, man, it was ugly. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was one of the uglier moments I've had as a parent. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. Boy. Stick around for that. What is burbling up to be maybe the big issue in politics in the next uh, cycle or two? Unfortunately, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, didn't mention this. We'll get into the details more on the cyber stuff. You know how we we got uh, diplomats getting their brains scrambled around the world, and we've been talking about that for a long time. And what's calling that going on? Mm-hmm. They now think it's it's a it's it's a machine. It's a ray that gathers information. The scramble in the brains is just a byproduct. 
They ah. target you and they steal everything off your laptop and your phone. The fact that it scrambles your brain is just a, you know, they'd probably rather it didn't, but what are you going to do? Right, you just got in the way. Well, that explains that, why. Exactly. Yeah. That explains okay. a lot of things. Answers a lot of questions. Interesting. Well, I will stay tuned for that. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I inhaled a bug. Need better exterminators. Could be coronavirus. <laughs> could be the, Dr. Cardi has uh, diagnosed me. I don't think I have the Chinese bat fever. Got a nice note from uh, Kevin, longtime listener, frequent correspondent, who points out, uh, just thought I'd mention that last Friday my daughter completed her school uh, for the year, full-time, all year long, not a single COVID restriction, no testing, no quarantining, no distancing, no masks on the kids or staff, wow. young kids, no issues. My daughter will have no memories of the pandemic. For her, it was a normal year of school. That's wild. My, my son had been in school all year long, but definitely wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah, so how about that? So if your kids are still not in school, oh, that reminds me that that absolutely fraudulent move by the uh, San Francisco high school or high schools that was trying to get all the reopening money, even though they only reopened for a couple hours so the kids could mill around and chat with each other. There are some lefty legislators who are saying, whoa, 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 no way, you do not get the money. So we can have uh, fill in some details on that, but I was pleased to see that. Uh, let's see. Oh, that's right. So the screen time thing. I don't need to tell you that uh, kids have spent way more screen time than normal in a lot of cases during the COVID thing as mom and dad have tried to work from home, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, various experts have weighed in on this Axios report. Brains change when you're spending time online, says Robin Mellenbeck, director of George Mason University's Center for Psychological Services. There's an addictive quality to gaming, so it becomes very difficult to wean off. It's a real crisis right now. Now, with Addiction to substances, it actually causes physiological changes. They don't think that's the case with screen time at this point. But, Jack, I think you would agree that there's a lot that's not known about addiction. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Um, uh, yeah, it's, man, it's a tough one. Just did a uh, thousand miles there and back to my mom and dad's house. And uh, it's certainly easy as a parent, whether you want to get a load of laundry done or you're driving cross country or whatever you're doing. To let your uh your 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 rules on screen time slide because it's just so dang handy. Yeah, yeah. So they go into some detail about you know addiction and habits and the rest of it. Uh, but some handy advice I thought uh, you might like to hear. The goal is not to cut out screen time altogether, says the expert. They're quoting. Unlike substance addiction, where abstinence from the substance is the treatment. Unless you're going to be California sober. Uh-huh. Uh, the therapeutic goal for screen overuse is teaching self-regulation. Uh, so uh, here's the way to go. Here's some strategies recommended by child psychologists for parents trying to reduce their kids' screen time. Number one, include the child. Allow the child to have a say in resetting time limits so they have some ownership of the plan. Um, and uh, this expert advises parents to let them choose what kind of screen time it will be within reason, such as watching cartoons or playing a game on the Nintendo Wii. Uh, two, change the routine, distract kids with alternate That's activities. That's interesting that they lump yes. those together. Just by, by, just by my observation, the watching a cartoon on TV and playing a video game is a completely different thing. And they put those together. That's interesting. Yeah, you're right. It's a, a fairly wide range of of uh, levels of involvement and passivity and activity and the rest of it. I mean, if the screen time is kids learning calculus at age eight, that's different than watching, you know, the Three Stooges. But I just, I just know, like with my own kids, to say, let's turn off the cartoons and go outside. Oh, okay. Let's put down the video game and pull, but no, no, just a few more minutes. They never mm. do that with the turning off a TV show. That's significant. That's good. 
So they say you change the rec- uh, change the routine. Distract kids with alternate activities such as going out for a family walk, playing digging outside, holes. or visiting a park, digging holes and <laughs> filling them in again. We're good. We're getting blisters today, boys. <laughs> it's a metaphor for life. Now keep digging. Uh, use a timer. Once you set expectations about screen limits, set a kitchen timer. Use a timer app, etc. Be consistent. Give incentives. Reward kids when they cooperate with the new rules. We can even use additional screen time as reinforcers for getting other things done, like doing chores without complaining or shutting down a device when asked without a fight. Be age appropriate and model desired behavior. Oh, oh what? That, what? Come on no. now. I'm, I'm, I'm done being a kid. I get to do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Try to cut back your own screen time and frame it as a positive change, not a punishment. Oh, I feel so much better now that I didn't watch the final round of the Masters, kids. <laughs> now that's just good parenting. Uh, coming up, we will get to what is going to be a hot, hot political issue. That will be an hour two if you listen to the podcast. Hour two if you li- listen to the podcast. As I mentioned, uh, I drove with the, the the kids to see Grandma and Grandpa. It was nice being in states where they treat COVID, I think, appropriately for the level of danger that exists uh, by letting you uh, go out and about without masks on and that sort of stuff. So they engage in risk-benefit analysis and not just risk-risk-risk-risk analysis. Or, or, or stay in the same spot with your risk analysis despite all the evidence. Or, you know, six months later still acting as if you're resisting Trump and everything he says. Just so stupid. Boy, the Trump store is still open in Sholo, Arizona, and by the looks of it, it's doing better business than it ever has. It was super crowded every time I drove by it. I saw there was a Trump boat rally somewhere in Florida over the weekend. Really? I mean, it's just it's it's also boating with a bunch of people and hooting and hollering. I saw trucks doesn't with, need an excuse. I saw trucks with Trump flags and the whole thing, man. Arizona, a lot right. of Arizona, not enough of Arizona for Donald Trump apparently in the last election, but a lot of Arizona loves Donald Trump. But we went to a a, a fair, a carnival, a traveling carnival there at uh, where my parents live up in the mountains in Arizona, and it's one of your kind of janky-ish little carnivals <laughs> that travels from town to town that you wonder, hey, when's the last time you expected any of these things? The sort of carnies that give carnies their name, and, their rep. And my boys were super excited, and the last time we went to the same carnival, it happened to be in town when my we went to visit my parents pre-COVID, and they both got a little ill on uh, after riding several spinny rides. They got a little sick and didn't feel that good, and we went home. And I said, well, let's, let's not do that this time. Let's take it a little easy. So I bought them all the tickets, and they're trying to pick out their rides. And they decided they'd do the, the worst ride first, the, the zipper, which if you don't know what the zipper is, it's like you get in this like egg-shaped container. The two of you, you can make it spin as much as you want if you want, like forward and back, like you're spinning forward in your chair. Oh, and then the whole thing spins. So you um, and they wanted huh. to do that, and they were kind of back, should we do it now, do it later, blah, blah, blah. So they got on the ride, and uh, because of the way the cages are made, you c- I can't see in there. Like in other rides, at least I can monitor, are they having a good time, are they getting sick? Like when they got sick last time, I told the guy, hey, hey, my, my son's getting sick. Can you, you slow this thing down and let him off? And he let him off. Yeah. On this one, I couldn't see in there, so I had no idea if they were having a good time or a bad time or whatever. Oh, boy. And there was no line. So the guy gave him the, you know, I'll let you ride twice, you know, just let it go, just let it go way longer than normal. Oh boy. It seemed like it was 10 minutes that they were inside that thing. It was a long time, and I just was assuming they were having a good time, hoping they were having a good time, hoping they were going to open the door and walk out. Oh my God, can we go again? Can we go again? They finally stopped the thing, and they opened it, and, oh. and Henry kind of fell out of it. Onto the ground, vomit all over his face, all over his shirt. Oh. 
his hat just laying in a pool of vomit inside the thing. Oh. Sam took a couple of steps and collapsed in the dirt face first, then got oh. on his hands and knees and started vomiting. And uh, they both just laid there. They were, like, too sick to cry. Oh. And just, I mean, just covered their hair. Just every oh, many. <laughs> so, kid, well. you know, and nobody cared. And so the carnival guy's just, like, you know, starting to ride back up with other people. And I'm trying to get them out of the way. And people are walking by. And uh, my mom was there, so I got Henry sat on the bench with Grandma with this look like he was going to die on his face. I eventually got Sam uh, to the car and had to put a towel down and try to wipe him off and everything like that to try not to get too much vomitus in my vehicle. And then we had to sit in the parking lot for a full hour before they could let me drive. Every time I started driving, no, 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 I'm going to throw up again. Just the movement of the car at all was too much of us. We just sat there for an hour as their bodies tried to get back to... And there was no more eating the rest of the day. We got home, had to get completely undressed in the garage, get all their clothes off, wipe them down, get them in the bath, kind of get them to the couch. Oh, Lord. It was the worst example of it I've ever seen. And I don't <sighs> think the guy hosed off the, the car at all. No, he, he just, just spin it dry. I think he just put more people in there. Oh, I'm going to be the next to puke. <laughs> it was, I felt terrible. But... Didn't even hose it out. <sighs> Janky indeed, my friend. I hope they've learned something about uh, the spinny rides. What is going to be the hot political issue next election? I got to guess. Armstrong and Getty.